welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast from St. Louis, Missouri. I am podcasting the morning after my very first and last <laughs> NPC bikini competition. Um, there's still so much going on in my brain processing this whole experience, but um, overall, I'm just absolutely ecstatic about the whole thing. Um, so I'm just going to do a little recap I'm uh, waiting to go to brunch and then the airport and go back home to Miami, Um, just a happy, happy girl. So I thought, well, let's just go ahead and get this uh, recap recorded and get the podcast out on time. I try to ship on time and so I'm going to try to do that. So um, I've done an episode here with my best friend Amanda talking about prepping for our very first show. And so uh, it was yesterday, May 8th. It's so hard to believe that it's come and gone already because... (laughs) been working for this day for so long. But just to recap a little bit, um, Amanda and I, we like to do hard things. We like to do adventures. We've um, Amanda's much more of an adventurer than I am. I'm an adventurer light. But she has pulled me in on some of her adventures and therefore I've become a little bit of an adventure buddy with her. Um, I have to give her all the cred though because she's a lot more brave and does bigger, harder things. But we climbed Pikes Peak together. We ran a marathon together. We climbed uh, the Fight for Air Challenge together, which was our first thing that we ever did together. And then um, we, we both just love to challenge our bodies and we love to move our bodies and do hard things. And so last year, we had it in our head that maybe we wanted to do a show for real. We talked about it a little bit, but our lifestyle is one of being very active. And when you prep for a bodybuilding show, you have to be very um, deliberate about your lifting and your cardio. And you can't just go for a seven mile bike ride because you or seven hour bike ride because you want to necessarily um, when you're trying to build muscle. So we had put the idea down. But last year we talked about it again. And in the summer, we each had hired different coaches. And um, she did a shred, kind of a cut for her wedding with um, her trainer. And really got great results. And I hired a a coach when I saw my friend had done a bikini competition. I thought maybe I want to do it. And we went and saw in October, the Minneapolis NPC show that was taking place there. My friend was in it and we decided let's do it. We looked at each other and just said, this looks hard and like something we've never done before. And I think we have to do it. And so back in October, we decided let's do it. And when Amanda and I decide to do something, it's not it's not an option that it's not going to happen. We we decided we were going to be on stage and therefore it was an inevitable thing barring, you know, health or injury or high water. So back in October, we <clears throat> started working with um, coaches. I had a coach in Minneapolis. She was using her trainer in Minneapolis as well and started the, the diet, the macro-based diet and lifting deliberately and just starting the the road to build bodies that could be on stage. And then we decided on the show in May here in St. Louis because we wanted to get our lives back in time for summer, essentially. In Minnesota, there's a short window of time to utilize the outdoors for fun. And you don't want to be on prep diet and you don't want to be lifting and not be able to go do those adventure things. And um, I moved away to Miami, so not quite as relevant with the summer thing, but still just, you know, we needed a goal. We needed to pick a show that was in May. And we thought, okay, St. Louis, Amanda found the show and uh, sponsored by First Form, one of my favorite companies and big show, big enough show to where we would get good feedback. And it wasn't just some little tiny regional show where we'd walk in and just win because we had a swimsuit on. (laughs) So that's the logic behind picking it. So May 8th. So that means that we started 20 weeks of actual prep in January. So since January, um, 
But again, following the macro-based diet, um, I switched coaches um, to Lee, the same coach as Amanda, um, in January as well after I met him and did a workout with him and really fell in love with his coaching style. So it was really fun to have the same coach. And um, he coached us along the way. And we did our episode of You Should Go Back and Listen to It, talking about the ups and downs and the highs and lows of prep. And um, it was funny because we recorded that episode, I think we were about 10 or 11 weeks out, and it was very, ha ha ha, it's so hard, and our emotions are up and down, and isn't it just such a ride, but we love to do hard things. And um, and then I think it was the next day, literally both of our, our hormone levels just tanked, and we had a few days where... Um, I was too thin. She was gaining weight. We were both saying, you know, we quit. We can't do this. This is too hard. Our bodies are not going to come along in time. And we were in just, (laughs) we were in a dark place for a couple of days, kind of each and our in our own way. And it was funny to think back to just the day before when we were like, oh, it's so hard. And we love, we love hard things. And then we were just absolutely in the thick of another emotional swing, another just hard chunk of time. And that's what prep really was. There were there were moments where my body and her body too would respond really well and it was exciting and you'd see the scale drop and you'd see styrations in your muscles. And then the next week you'd do exactly the right things, all the things you're supposed to be doing and the scale would go up. And all of a sudden you'd feel fat and bloated and you would just say, okay, this isn't gonna work. And so to trust the process was so hard. And it was just a lot of waking up in the morning feeling, I am strong and I am confident and I've got this dialed in. And then by three o'clock in the afternoon, I don't have this. I can't possibly pick up a weight again. I'm exhausted. So, um, but we rallied and the last few weeks um, really dialed in even further. Um, I ended up getting sick a couple of weeks ago, which um, I kind of kept on the DL um, as much as I could, but it was like, getting to be peak week the last week before the show and there's all of these really extreme things that you need to do and drink a lot of water and lift really heavy and do cardio and you know make sure your macros are perfect and cut carbs for four days and I was in bed um sick for um the last chunk of time before before this show and um so I hadn't worked out Today is Sunday, May 9th. The last time I worked out was two weeks ago today. So going into my show, I, I wasn't doing cardio and I wasn't lifting. I, I wasn't able to. And so that messed with my brain so hard. Um, and actually the Wednesday before, the Tuesday before, last, last Tuesday, um, I was so sick that I was not sure I was going to come. I was laying in bed trying to decide, okay, maybe if I decide not to go, this relieving the stress of am I going to be well in time will will let my body actually heal because I was so stressed out about it and trying to rest but my body was not getting better and so I had to imagine the weekend without the show I had to imagine staying home I visualized it how it would feel what I would do with my time and I wept and I cried and I mourned not doing this show and I had to because that was a real possibility. I wasn't willing to risk my actual health to get on a plane and come here. And as sick as I was, it was really kind of a, that kind of a decision. And it was really emotional. And to, to feel like to not get on the plane and come and do the thing that I've been working so hard for was a really, really hard thing. But I had to accept that that was possible and that maybe that was the best decision for me that I needed to make the call. And um, I thought, you know, there's a show in two weeks in Boca. I'll do that one. That'll be my first show. And that'll just be the experience I have instead. And I won't get to do it with my best friend. But, you know, th- this things are not good or bad at when we're going through them. They're either easy or hard. And this is hard. And so I decided, all right, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to make the call. I'm going to decide. So Wednesday I woke up and I felt enough better that I was able to say, all right, I'm going to go. Let's do this. And luckily, ever since that day, I started to get better. But it was really tough flying here. um, I was exhausted, um, getting off the plane exhausted all day on Friday, um, you know, getting here uh, exhausted, splitting headache, trying to rally, not any fun to be around. Um, so that was a bummer and I, I hate that that was kind of part of the narrative, but you know, our bodies are our bodies and, um, 
mine broke down at the right possible, the worst possible time. But all that to say, I, I am healthy. I'm good now. So Friday was the first day of actual events. So Thursday night had gotten in and um, Amanda and Selena had driven down from Minneapolis. So it was so exciting to see them and get checked in. We stayed at the Hilton Union Station in St. Louis, which is the most beautiful property. Oh my goodness. It's, you know, a train station, um, all of the rooms. It's it's a labyrinth. It's really confusing. But the, the lobby is just this beautiful Union Station, amazing architecture. There's a light show on the ceiling every hour in the evening. Just a beautiful, beautiful venue. And um, so, so excited to see Amanda, like, oh my gosh, it's here. We worked so long for this weekend and it's here. It felt so surreal that it was actually here, but um, said hello to them, crashed out because I was exhausted. Um, and then Friday morning was the first day of all the fun stuff. So um, we got to get our nails done. Um, I had done a whole bunch of beauty treatments, of course. So I had Amanda at, leading up to this. So I had gotten hair extensions. So I went and purchased um, these beautiful blonde human hair extensions. So I would have these clip-in extensions for show day. So I was super excited about those. Um, had done the waxing and I was going to do laser hair removal. And then I just thought, I'm just gonna, let's just calm down. Um, but did the waxing and um, got the pedicure and had um, wanted to do one fun thing together, getting ready. So we went and got our nails done. So we did extensions on our nails. So I have super long nails. And then the dip, which if you haven't done dipped nails, you need to do dipped nails. It, the process is amazing. And um, so we got our nails done. It was super fun. And then came back and we had our first spray tan appointment. So I have never been spray tanned. In the process here, you know, everyone needs spray tan. So hundreds of people signed up for this show and everyone has to be spray tanned. And um, so we signed up for three coats because we didn't know what we were doing. So three different coats, you have three different appointments. So first one was at noon on Friday and you go in there and um, you get buck naked. You put these little foamy things in your nose so that you don't inhale it. You put on a hairnet and these little sticky things on your feet. And then you go and stand in a tent and these ladies come and spray tan you. So Amanda looks over and I've got these little squishy foam things up my nose and my hair is in a hairnet. And she's like, you're so pretty. And oh my God, we laugh so hard because you zoom out in that moment and say like, you know, we're here for this beauty pageant slash muscle show. And you're standing here with foamy things up your nose in a hairnet getting ready to have someone spray tan you like you're just buck naked in a tent in a hotel room with strangers and the room is full of people walking around naked and it's just acceptable and um so anyway so they spray tan you I'd never been spray tan it was cold I was like oh um but they just give you a nice big layer and then you go in a drying tent and you stand there and you get a fan blown on you and then when you're sort of dry you go but you have to wear loose clothes because it'll like all wipe off and get ruined so of course, it's a money business, so they were selling these really cute, big, loose shirts that say, body by me, tan by pro tan, which I'm like, I need one of those. So I was like, I got one, and it is it is the best. It's like super comfy, but it wasn't long enough to walk around in, so then the rest of the time, I'm walking around in public in a robe, like buck naked, wearing a robe, and that's just the way it is, and no one looks at you weird because there's other people walking around with just robes. So after that, we went to athlete check-in, and um, that was fun to get our number. I was super stressed because I didn't have my MPC card printed, and we needed to show it. And so they looked me up, and it was one of the funniest things. And I, So I was super crabby because, A, I was tired. I had a splitting headache, um, B, hormones, uh, C, nerves, all these things. So I, wasn't the, I was not a pleasant person on Friday. I'm just going to own it. Um, and we go in this room, and first of all, everyone here is yelling all the time because there's so many people, and there's so much so many questions and details. And so the the people in charge, they just yell all the time um, to try to get everyone's attention. So I understand that that's necessary. Kristen's nervous system doesn't do well with yelling. And so it was one of the things of this weekend that like, it's a PTSD thing for me. My mom is a yeller. And um, my ex-husband, my first ex-husband was a yeller. And so, and I'm not like, I'm excusing myself, but the visceral reaction in my soul is so huge when people yell. And so 
this whole weekend, I feel like there's a part of my nervous system that's fried because of all the yelling. And it wasn't angry yelling. It was just so much yelling. So anyway, we go in this room and they're yelling, oh, get in line, whatever. And so I went over to the table of the MPC card and I was, number one, these nails are beautiful and they're really long. Um, I can't do anything with them. I can't put jewelry on. I can't use my phone. I most certainly can't search my email for my MPC card and find it. So this gracious gentleman at the MPC card table said, I'll look it up for you. Can you log in? Do you remember your password? I'm like, I, what's a password? I'm so frazzled. So he's like, here, I just clicked reset password. Check your email on your phone and you'll have a password reset. So sure enough, my email blings and here's my reset password. And it's 29 digits of letters and numbers and dashes. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, um, and the guy said, read it off. So I did. So here's me, 29FA-LP1QTRC410- like literally for <laughs> the longest time. And then ding, 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 there's my card. I'm like, oh, thank Jesus. So <laughs> got my number. I was number 94 and got me all signed in. Um, Got tickets for Courtney because they were selling tickets there. Um, all the spectators needed a ticket for prejudging was um, $25 and then finals was $40. So $65 per person to come and watch the show. So I was extra grateful there was only one person um, that was here to, to see me because that was a lot of money to to just be at the show, I thought. Um, anyway, so got our free t-shirt, our they had medium or large. Um, and I'm so sad because I wanted to wear my shirt. Like when I run a race and I get a shirt, I'm like, I'm wearing the shirt and the shirts are just ginormous, but I mean, I'm still going to wear it. I'm going to cut it up and stuff and wear it. But anyway, um, so I was like, I'm officially an athlete. Um, and I'm a competitor. We got badges. We got official badges to wear around your neck. It's a competitor and I got to wear it. It was super exciting. So after that, then, um, we had another spray tan appointment. And so coat number two, which was intense, it was like super duper heavy duty spray tanning. Um, I mean, this was the Mac daddy of the spray tan. Spray tan number one was the base. Spray tan number two was like the the shellac. I mean, it took a really long time to dry. And so uh, Amanda and I were in next drying, drying tents next to each other. And um, again, just I look over at her and I just... I leaned out and I said, did you ever imagine when we signed up to be team high steppers and climbed the fight for air challenge the first time we did something fun together that eventually we would be standing naked in tents in a hotel room covered in spray tan dancing because we were dancing to the music with a whole bunch of other naked people. She's like, no, I did it. And oh my God, we laughed so hard and it was so fun. It's like one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend was just that moment of the surreal silliness and fun. And just, we we went all in on this. We went on all in on everything. We got the best suits we could. We hired the best coach that we could. We hired posing coaches. We signed up for the, the triple spray tan with the buff and shine before stage. We we did all the things, and I'm so glad we experienced all the things, including that moment. It was just so much fun. So that was spray tan number two, and that was <clears throat> the last thing that we had to do um, on Friday to get prepped and ready. So um, Amanda's family flew in, and my friend Courtney arrived. Courtney was my support person. Um, when she visited me um, in Miami, she kind of saw some of the prep stuff I was doing and whatnot, and she looked at me and she said, how important is this um, competition to you? And I said, it's the most important thing that I've got going on. This is the biggest, hardest thing I've ever done. It means the world to me. And she said, is anybody coming to support you? And I said, no, I, you know, my family is not, this isn't something that they would support number one and they certainly wouldn't travel to St. Louis for it um and I it didn't even occur to me it's not like I was upset about that or anything but I said no you know I'm just gonna go and Amanda will be there and um so a little while later a couple weeks later she let me know that she was going to be in St. Louis to support me 
And I just absolutely um, was blown away. It was, I just never imagined that anybody would want to take the time to come. And she thought of it and and did something about it. And she booked her ticket and um, said she wanted to be here with me. And it was just, I'll just never forget how loved I felt in that moment to just know that my my girl, my friend Courtney was going to drop everything, her life in D.C. and come to St. Louis for this this thing that I'm doing. It meant so much to me. So, um, and then I'm a very loved person. And I had quite a few other people after that were going to come um, that had booked flights or booked the whole experience. And I realized that I didn't want a lot of people here. When I thought about the experience, I knew that I really just didn't have, I wouldn't have bandwidth to entertain a bunch of people in between or I just really felt like this experience was going to be very personal for me and having to manage a group of people or entertain people or, you know, meet expectations, I knew I wouldn't have bandwidth for it and I was right. Um, And so I ended up, you know, asking everyone else not to come um, simply because, and, and A, there was just no time to like spend a lot of time with people. And B, I just knew that I would be really focused in on the experience. So Courtney Moo was my one person and she arrived and it was just, oh my gosh, she just brought the most beautiful energy. And I was a mess. I was still feeling, I mean, Friday night, like a migraine headache, exhausted, just worried that I would have energy to do all the things. I did a posing session with my coach and I was exhausted. I mean, that's the level of sick that I still was. And so crabby, tired, emotional, trying to rally. Um, Amanda's whole family was here, which was a lot of people and a lot of activity. And then Courtney came in and I was just absolutely overwhelmed. And we went to dinner and um, she just honed in on my heart. And um, she's just amazing. She's my earth angel. And, um, so we had dinner, um, our coach told us to eat a lot of carbs. And so I had deviled eggs and French fries and mashed potatoes and part of a steak and it was all delicious, but it was so stressful having eaten so clean and managed the diet so perfectly to then just eat all that. It felt like the night before the big event, you're just blowing it. That's how it felt mentally. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this and I just didn't feel good about it. I knew that I was supposed to do it. and But number one, I don't eat like that anyway. That isn't the kind of food that I want to eat. I don't want to go out to eat and eat all of that. It's not, it's A, it's not like what I would choose. And B, it's just, I don't know, I don't eat like that anymore. And it doesn't feel good. I want to eat something really good and enjoy it. And for sure, decadent food, I love to eat those things sometimes. But to purposefully like gorge on fat and carbs, it's, oh gosh, maybe I'm just crazy that I didn't enjoy it that much. And I was also just crabby, but I mean, it it tasted good. It was really salty because we had to stop drinking water at two o'clock on Friday, Um, just little sips. So we had a gallon of water. um, We could have a half gallon water before two o'clock and then stop drinking. So, so thirsty. And then eating salty food, it was just brutal. So, but that was all to really like cut water and to get as lean as possible for a stage. So I did all the things. So Saturday morning, I, luckily Friday night, I slept like a, like a rock. Um, that was such a gift to just get a really good night's sleep. So when I woke up on Saturday morning, show morning, I felt good. So yesterday, Saturday was the first day I felt good in two weeks. And it was right on time. So the universe was taking care of me. So super early wake up. Um, we're supposed to have pancakes with syrup to get the carbs in the muscles. I woke up really flat. My muscles were really empty. All the carbing I had done was not enough. And so the whole day was about eating carbs and try to fill my muscles up. But um, got up, took pictures, took videos from my posing coach. I just couldn't believe my body. It's just crazy. to be. I was 137 pounds on May 8th, 2021. I'm documenting that. I will never weigh that little again. Um, I, it's just crazy to be a person who was 405 pounds and then be 137 pounds. I don't even, I haven't done the math yet, but it was surreal. It was absolutely surreal to see that number on the scale and to say, wow. 
And the whole point for me for doing the show was to say, okay, I am going to take my body to the best possible leanest shape that I can get it to. That is why I'm doing this. It is the opposite of being 405 pounds. And I want to do it. And I want to prove to myself that I can do that. That I can absolutely get all of the excess fat off of this body. And have muscles. And be the best that I can possibly be. Even if it's just for one day. And so I feel like the morning of the show I just felt like I have won. I have done what I intended to do with my body. And that was a really good feeling, a confident, good feeling to start the day with. So super early, first things first, go get that third coat of tan. So it's 640 in the morning and, or 540 in the morning, walked down the hotel again in a robe. No big deal. This is what you do. Um, went down to the tanning room and, uh, again, get buck naked. And then they're doing more of a final coat, fixing anything that might've happened in the night. So had to bring our own sheets and towels because wearing two coats of spray tan, all of that gets on everything. So I had to sleep, um, I brought extra sheets. So I slept on my own sheets. I did get a little tanner on the pillowcase, but, um, you know, certain things happen in the night. Also the whole, we talked about this in our podcast, but you can't just go pee when you're spray tan because it'll ruin your tan. If you just like pee and it doesn't like, you can't get pee on your skin. So I'm just going to tell you the bathroom in my hotel room, I had rubber glove thingies or plastic glove thingies. And then you pee into a cup so that there's no splashing. So you pee into a cup. Um, and I wore rubber glove things so that like I wouldn't get it on my hands because gross. And also so you don't ruin your spray tan on your hands. So you know, this is the situation when you're, you're cutting water. So you're peeing all the time and you're spray tan. You're peeing into a cup with a rubber glove plastic sleeve on your finger, on your hands. So, but still certain things happen. Like, you know, you get little creases in your, in your leg or in wherever. And so spray tan, they cover all that up. They fix all that you dry and then you're done with your tan. So went across the hallway to hair and makeup and that was super fun. Um, I paid $200 for the glam. And so sat down this amazing makeup artist from, he's from Hotlanta. He was amazing. Um, his name was Dwayne and he did my makeup super dramatic. You have to do super dramatic stage makeup, like, cause you need to have really dramatic makeup. <clears throat> complete with beautiful long lashes and then um, put my hair extensions in and curled them. And I, I have never felt more pretty. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. I'm so glad I spent that money. It's a stupid amount of money, but I mean, we came here to do a thing and I was going to do the thing hundred percent. And I'm so excited. And Amanda got her makeup done. Amanda has amazing hair. She's got this beautiful, curly, amazing black hair. So she did not have them do her hair because no one could do her hair um, that could do anything better to it. But she got her makeup done. Her makeup looked amazing. And it was so exciting to see just, we were just all dolled up. So hair and makeup got done. So amazing. Went and put my suit on and my jewelry. And thank God Courtney was here because with my nails, I couldn't put anything on. And um, 9 a.m. pre-judging started. So headed down to the athlete room and um, it was chaos. There was so many people everywhere. There's hundreds of people in the show. And so it was men and women in this big holding room. And um, Amanda's group went up first So of all of the amateurs. So 940, she was on stage and I got to see her go up there and pose. And oh my gosh, she looked amazing. She had such sass in her movements. She did her poses so perfectly. She looked amazing. So she competed in the figure division which is one level up in muscularity from bikini, but truly a lot more muscle. I mean, Amanda looked amazing. Just an absolute muscular goddess. And she owned her moment. It was it was so <clears throat> I get all emotional. I was bawling, ruining my makeup and watching her and just like this is my friend. She is so amazing. And look at her. Look at her. Look at her. I just wanted everyone to look at her. And they were. They were in the audience looking at her. But I still wanted to scream, look at her. That's Amanda. Oh, It was just one of the most proud moments. She's 
I mean, Amanda's the greatest woman alive. And I watched her do this prep and I watched her rally and I watched her up and down, up and down with me, emotional, and she never quit. And even after a seven muffin day when she felt like crap, she got back on the horse and she put together the most beautiful, amazing package. Her muscles were amazing. Her body was so lean. She did all the things and she looked amazing and she owned her moment. I'm so proud of her. It was amazing. So then I went back to um, the athlete room and it was just a long day of waiting. Um, There was a bunch of guys that they put up on stage before bikini. So um, it was a lot of waiting. But um, the pro tan chicks were there again. And so what they do is they do a final like shiny buffy coat on you. And then they glue your suit in place. So the bottom of your suit, they you know ask you where you want the, the straps. And mine was way too big. I had gotten a lot leaner than I really thought that I was going to. So it was too big. But they just glued it in place, including the butt part. They like pull it out and like put it exactly on your butt the way it's supposed to be. And then they glue that stuff down. I'm sitting here right now and like my dress is glued to my backside because the glue doesn't come I don't know how, when the glue's going to come off I scrubbed it it won't come off so they glue your your bottoms in place and then they don't move which is awesome because the last thing you want to worry about is that so it's a lot of waiting and then they lined us up by number again a lot of yelling so much screaming and yelling I'm just so happy no one's going to yell at me today <laughs> but you know it's like herding cats and there was hundreds of women hundreds of women plus all the men in there too so they lined us up and then off we go and I'm like all right we're going to stage so they brought us backstage but it was still a lot of waiting before um, my class went on so my first class was true novice class b so everyone who'd never done a show before that signed up to be in true novice so class a went up first so what happens is you walk out with everyone in a line and you've do your front pose and then um they say okay and then you do your back pose and then um they put you on the diagonal and they bring other women out and they do the same thing and then once everybody is out there the whole stage is full then one by one number net by number you go walk out to the x and you do your routine and so there was i don't know how many women were on stage that was probably 25 so you just stand there in pose the whole time in your front pose while woman by woman walks out to the square and you get to do your routine so women walk out there and i hired like the best posing coach that i possibly could and it was interesting because i could tell people who didn't have posing coaches at all and people that had maybe subpar ones because um the posing a lot of the posing was really tentative and terrifying and like not great uh, and I'm not criticizing. I'm just really grateful that I had a posing coach because um, the there was a lot of shaking nerves and shaking bodies like of terror. And if there was one thing that I learned with posing is that um, I was confident in my posing. And I was super grateful for Maria in that moment. The posing fairy is who I use, Maria Robles. She's amazing. But um, just to watch all these women and I was watching him, but then I remembered, oh, you're supposed to watch the judges the whole time. So then I watched the judges. I made eye contact with them a lot and just stand there and you smile. Like it doesn't, like it ain't no thing. So there was this one girl who walked out and she posed forever. I mean, it was ridiculous. And after her, the handlers behind us then said 10 seconds. You have 10 seconds at the X. So she ruined it for everyone because then the rest of us were rushed through like cattle because she legit was like, this was her st- her moment and she was going to milk it for an hour. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so it came to be my number and I walked out there and I did my routine and I didn't shake and I felt so good. And I felt so confident and I didn't get shy and I didn't get nervous and I sang the song. Like proverbially, I didn't actually sing it. There was no talent portion. But I had read in this book one time where it said, uh, Jordan Peterson said, if you get asked to sing a song out in the park, come and sing a song. Would you just like show up and kind of sing the song? Or would you sing the song? And I decided that this show, I was going to sing the song. I wasn't going to walk out there like homeschooled 405 pound Kristen. I was going to walk out there as Kristen. 
a woman who has worked her butt off to get to this moment, a woman that has done more work, I guarantee you, than any other woman on that stage to get her body in that shape. Because no one else there, as far as I knew, was 400 pounds. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I just knew that I had done every workout and every lift and I had eaten clean and I had followed the plan. And therefore, I was going to sing the song. And my alter ego, the person I was channeling, was my 405-pound self. I walked out there thinking about her and I kept talking to her and saying, look what we get to go do. Come with me, girl. I've done all this work so you could have this moment. This moment that you never imagined for yourself. This moment that you, you if I had told you that this was going to happen, you would have laughed. Come on, come with me. I've done something for you. I did this for her. Because this Kristen that is sitting here right now in this body, this is my heart and my soul and it's always been there. But I was so buried And I was so hidden and I was so afraid to show who I am on the inside because I was covered up and I was so full of shame about who I was and what I look like. And this journey that I've taken has set me free from that. I don't have to hide. I now understand that I am worthy and I'm enough and my heart and my soul are beautiful and I don't have to hide them and I don't hide them. And that moment was about walking out and saying, here's my heart and soul in a body that doesn't have to hide. And it felt redemptive and powerful. And I was so proud of myself in that moment. And I will, I will never forget it. I just, it was 10 seconds on an X on a stage in St. Louis, Missouri. And it was a check mark in a box that I had set for myself that doesn't make me worth anymore, doesn't validate me, doesn't make me a better person, doesn't make me more beautiful, doesn't do any of those things. It was just a way for me to say, hey, Chrissy, here's something for you. And I did it. And I didn't get shy. And I didn't shirk. And I didn't feel silly. I was tall and confident in my body. Even though my glutes are so tiny that There's no way they could have ever given me any kind of placement. (laughs) I don't have glutes, and you need glutes to be a bikini girl. But my glutes were conditioned. You could see the tie-in between my glutes and my hamstrings, and my body was in amazing shape. I did all the things. And I had my moment, and it was amazing. And I left the box and went back to my spot, and I just felt like a million bucks and it was amazing. And then from there, the rest of the day was just um, super fun and long and kind of hard. So once we, once I did that, then they do call outs. And so they pull um, five girls up to the line and they have them switch spots and compare and all of that. And then they keep doing that till the line is, is gone. So I got, I think the last call out group, which I expected. I'm not, I don't have the shape for a bikini um, competitor to place or win. I don't have glutes. You need to have really well-developed glute muscles and then shoulders. You get judged on shoulders and glutes. I have good shoulders. Um, they're not incredibly wide. They're, those also need work, but I don't have glutes. And so people are circling back with me. Did you win? Did you win? And um, just, you know, I n- never intended to win. It would have been nice to place like something in true novice in the master's division, like all the ladies over 40, but there were so many, there was absolutely no way that I could have gotten a pity one. <laughs> so anyway, so when you do your routine in one category, you don't do your routine again. So I was in three other classes and so they just have you um, step out and wave. And that's it. So you don't have to do your routine again. So um, got off stage and just felt amazing and then went back up there for the novice 40 plus group. So I was with all the other women over 40 who'd never won before. And then there was another long break and then I was in the um, all of the women that were over 40 and then all of the women in my height group. So just the open Um, class H for my height. So I got to be on stage four times and hold all my poses and and walk out there and and it was so much fun. And um, it was 
just awesome. So that was pre-judging. So that was in the morning and it, there was so many people that it lasted hours and hours and hours. So I think I got done around two o'clock. So that was five hours. Um, and I was so ready to take the shoes off and relax after pre-judging. And so I did. So basically everything is decided at pre-judging the top five. The top five or maybe the top seven or eight maybe could change um, a little bit. But basically pre-judging is they pull out and they, they know which ones are, are their, their favorites. And so if you don't get first call outs, you know you're not going to win. So um, the, the pressure comes off. So, um, so in between pre-judging and finals, just kind of put my feet up, spent some time with Courtney, had this wonderful, I had a wonderful time with Courtney. She was just pumping me up and just here for me and processing the experience. It was a long day for me backstage and all that, but it was a really long day for Courtney because she didn't know when I was going to come out next and when it was going to be me. And she waited. And then every time I was on stage, she took video and photos and just, I could see her from the stage. She was just right up there at the, at the ropes and smiling at me and nodding and to be able to look out there every single time and see her face. She's an angel, number one. She looks like an angel. It was just, it was grounding. It was love. I felt her love. I was sending her love back as I stood there. I, I just, to be blessed with hearts and souls in my life that love me like that, um, I just, I can't express how, how loved I felt. And so, and in between and all day long, I was getting text messages and Instagram messages from the people in my life that love me or even just know me with so much love and support. You know, and I'm not a bikini girl going out there to go win or anything. I'm just here. And it didn't matter. Like everyone was treating me like I was the greatest bikini winner ever. Everyone in my life. I just, I've, I just felt so loved and so supported. What a beautiful, amazing life I have that I have people that love me so much you know this when you zoom out the whole thing is frivolous right it's putting on makeup and spray tan and jewelry and strutting around in a sparkly bikini you know there are people dying there are wars being fought there are important things going on in the world right so in the grand scheme I'm totally aware of what it is and what it is not and yet people in my life choose to love and support me and it just meant so much so um Went back for finals. In between, though, the photographers here at the show had a room set up with just a white screen. And so you could go do a mini session, a mini photo session, which I went and did. And I'm so glad I did. Just I'll never look like that again. I'll never have that kind of glam in the hair and the bikini and the body and the spray tan. And so just did a mini session, maybe 10 or 11 shots. And it was so much fun. I did a Wonder Woman pose and I flexed and I did my all my poses for the bikini show. I'll make my front pose and my back pose and um, just a couple headshots. So I have them and it was such a great experience to do that. I'm so glad. I was so tired. I was tempted not to, but I went and did it. And that's one of, that's just a big highlight um, also of the, the day. It's like take advantage of all of this stuff. So, so finals were at five, but I learned the lesson the first time that I wasn't going on stage anytime soon, but, um, I got to see Amanda before she went on and, um, have some fun with her. It was really fun because there was all these guys, you know, waiting to go on and, um, we were just dying laughing at, like we're taking a selfie and in behind us, there's just this giant guy's butt and there's so many butts everywhere. I mean, the girls, you're all, we're all wearing thongs and you're sticking your butt out getting your butt judged and so everywhere you look there's butts and then there's pro tan people you know sticking their hands in bathing suits pulling them and gluing them (laughs) and it's just I mean and you don't even you get so desensitized to it in five seconds there's just butts everywhere good butts bad butts jiggly butts cellulite butts there's just butts everywhere and um and then dudes in like guys that would normally never wear pink or aqua or sparkles are in shiny iridescent aqua little tiny thongs because they're going to go out on stage and they're spray tanned and waxed and buffed and the whole thing is just surreal and um you know my friend Oscar we we always talk about how blessed we are to live at the beach cuz we are and so Oscar and I say every day is like Christmas and Valentine's Day 
And so when I see Oscar, we always say, Merry Christmas. And he says funny things like, isn't it interesting that Christmas and Valentine's Day fell on Easter this year? (laughs) And of course, I got a text from him, your show fell on Christmas and Valentine's Day. And so as I was looking around at all of these beautiful bodies, I was like, yes, it is Christmas and Valentine's Day for Kristen. Um, Eye candy. I did not mind looking at um, all of the bodies. I think the human body is beautiful. And um, even if it's not quote unquote perfect, the the human body is beautiful. And all the women, and there's hundreds of women, and some of these women were not in great shape for stage. They, I, I don't understand the, you know, the difference between people who get into super sick shape and people who don't. But to put on that kind of clothing and be in public, number one, and then on stage with lights, it's brave. It's courageous. And every single woman there, I was like, hats off, high fives. You are owning your body right now, whether it looks perfect or not, whether you're going to win or not, whether you're going to place or not. I mean, 99% of us didn't place or at all or anything, but we still showed up and we put the things on and we were like, put air, we put ourselves out there. And I was so proud of us. And I was so proud of these women. I met so many awesome women and I was in, um, in line with mostly women over 40. They, they, they put you in groups and then they line you up by number. So my number spread was mostly women, um, over 40. And so to just chit chat and hear about their lives and prep life. And a lot of these women have families with kids. And I think about like, I'm just a person when I, this prep diet thing only affected me. And I know that Amanda's talked about it too. Amanda's got a whole family to take care of with food and meals. And you know, the whole family's not on prep and the whole family doesn't want to deal with it. And so you're trying to do something for yourself, but you have to cook for people and be around all these other foods. It's so much harder for women um, that have families. And and I was always aware of that, but it really was highlighted as I stood there talking to these women. These women did so much more than I had to do as far as the difficulty of the diet. I, I only bought food for me. I only had food around me that was for me. I didn't have to deal with watching and smelling other people's foods, um, walking into the pantry and seeing foods for kids and convenience foods and fun foods and going to events all the time with food. I didn't have to deal with any of that. And these women did. So I was just like, you guys are amazing. So, and one thing I did too, because the first time we were about to go on stage, everyone was so nervous and the women around me, it's like everyone is kind of not talking. And so I had watched this Ted talk about body language, um, really recently. And it's one about like the power poses and that the wonder woman pose hands, uh, fists on the, on the hip. It's a, it's a, position of power. And when you assume that pose, something happens in your brain and in your brain body connection that gives you more courage, that gives you more confidence. And so I was like, all right, girls, Wonder Woman poses, let's do it. And so a whole bunch of us were posing like Wonder Woman before we went out. And that was really fun. And it kind of broke up the nerves. And um, and I just kept telling the girls, I'm like, girls, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. There's nothing bad that can happen here. This is our victory lap. We've done all of this work. This is our victory lap. And so that became our little our little mantra in my small group of women in the 90s. I was number 94, so it was with all the 90s. And um, victory lap, and we kept saying that to each other. It was really, really fun. So um, I was just really proud of all of us. And so um, finals went a lot faster, thank God. Basically, you walked out to the X, you struck one pose, and then kept walking through. And so finals went a lot faster um, for everyone. Um, Amanda, I got to watch Amanda go up. And she was the only one in the over 35 novice um, figure division. And so she automatically won, which is super fun. But she should have won anyway because she was amazing. So she got a plaque and she got to have her photo taken. And like she was the winner and it was so cool. And so um, I'm so glad that she got some hardware because she deserved it. She deserved to win all the things, all the things. Um, unfortunately the competition was, the field was huge. And so, um, we, neither one of us placed in any other division, but we won just by being there. So it was so fun to see Amanda though. And Amanda's suit was so sparkly and she, she's gorgeous. And that her hair and her coloring. Oh my God. I was just obsessed with how beautiful she looked. She always looks beautiful, but 
just to see her best friend like sparkling like that and she had the best time and she was so lit up and she was not crabby like me um she had a much more um non-insane experience and so I'm really really excited for her experience and she just she looked amazing I'm so proud of her oh my gosh I'm so proud of her our whole goal was to that get up there and have know that no one could say like oh look at those brave moms they're so brave like that they just showed up no we look like we belong there and she looked like she should win and so we were both so stressed out about our butts because you know we're women of a certain age and we used to be overweight and so we we both have some loose skin on our butts and that ended up just not even entering at least me I can't speak for her it didn't enter my mind I know I have loose skin on my butt um the spray tan helped but by the time I was there it was like you know what I used to be 400 pounds. My skin isn't going to be perfect. I can't ha- I can't lop it all off. I've gotten rid of most of it, but I can't just go like, oh, I have loose skin. Let's go cut this piece off. And so, um, it, and our butts came along. Like we were really worried leading up the last few weeks even. It's like, all right, well, my whole body looks lean and I'm super muscular, but like my butt is still not there. Well, our butts came along and um, we ended up with really defined glutes and hamstrings and I'm so stoked for us. That was so stressful because you have to wait and trust. And our coach told us, it'll happen. It'll happen. It's the last thing to come along. Trust me. And he was right. And so we ended up with good butts. So I'm super stoked on that. So finals went um, really fast. The judges didn't even look at us because those of us who weren't in those those first call-outs from pre-judging, they, we were, nothing was going to happen. And so like some of the judges weren't even sitting there and then they didn't even look at us. So that was kind of funny to walk out there, strike a pose and then leave and you're like, the judges aren't even looking at you. But the audience at least had something to do watching all of us trips through. So um, it was really fun to be backstage though and then see the winners start to come back and see their celebrations and their sashes and they just were so beautiful and so fun and it was just so much fun. And um, since most of us weren't going to win and we weren't in first call-outs, the mood in the backstage was really funny because we're like all then sitting on the floor, just like on our phones and just and then they'd call us to go line up and we'd be like, uh, no, we have to stand. (laughs) And it became this like whiny, like, uh, I want to be done. I hate this. And laughing about it because we'd been so excited in the morning. And then at night, we were just dying laughing at how our mood had changed and how we were just these wilted (laughs) girls in bikinis. Just like, I can't wait to have pizza and be done. So when Courtney and I were walking me down to finals, I told her, okay, you were amazing during prejudging. You rallied. You were there for five hours taking photos, being my person. Finals is just a formality. You do not have to do that. Please do not feel like you have to even come down there or anything. Just please don't exhaust yourself. And then she's so loving. She's like, okay, I, you know, but is there anything that you need or you want afterwards? And I said, you know, if you can get find a way for like maybe Dunkin' Donuts to deliver some donuts, if it's easy I would love to have donuts after. I think it'd be so fun to have a donut. I haven't had a donut in forever. And you know how I love donuts. Um, I said, only if it's easy. Like maybe, you know, there's Dunkin' Donuts here. They're open late. Maybe Grubhub will deliver something. I will pay you only if it's easy. So off I go to finals. Um, I was waiting for my last class to go on and I get a text from her. And she said, I have a present for you. And I said, is it donuts? And she said, yes. But um, she it was not easy. She had ordered donuts and had been denied. And then she ordered from Instacart, just like from a grocery store. And apparently the delivery person came here and she couldn't find them. And she ended up having to like follow slash chase them around to no avail and was denied. And then Selena, our friend Selena, beautiful friend Selena from Minnesota, helped. She came to the rescue She got the keys to the vehicle from Amanda and took Courtney to a donut shop that was making fresh hot donuts. And I got off stage and Courtney had a dozen of the most beautiful hot fresh donuts for me that I have ever seen. The hero of my life. So I got to 
while still in a bikini, open a box of hot, fresh donuts, and eat the most perfect raised donut with white frosting and sprinkles. Of all the donuts in that box, I wanted the pretty one, and it was so good, and I ate it all right there. And then I ate part of a chocolate-covered custard donut and part of, like, a milk bar donut. It was... I've had a lot of really good donuts, okay? I love donuts. Donuts are my thing. People who know me know that donuts are my thing. I've had the best donuts ever. I've had donuts in every state I've ever visited. I can tell you where the best donut is in every city I've been to. These donuts, in that moment, it was the greatest donut experience of my life. Hands down. Hands down. Nothing will ever touch it. And I had a donut party when I turned 40 where I had donuts from every artisan bakery in Minneapolis, which was a lot of them. I had a giant, massive donut buffet on my 40th birthday from all the best donut places in Minneapolis. And Minneapolis donut game is strong, okay? Minneapolis has some of the best donut shops ever. I can't believe I left there based on that. So I've had amazing donuts. And Miami, the salty donut, they have the best donut on the planet. The Tres Leches donut is the best donut I've ever had. These donuts in that moment, the hi- the highest donut experience of my life. And Courtney caught it on video and it's on my Instagram. And um, that is the culmination of all the things. Let me tell you, 400 pound Chrissy was very happy about that too. <laughs> Uh, it was awesome to strut 400 pound Chrissy in a bikini on a stage. And then 400 pound Chrissy really enjoyed those donuts. I had, I think I ate two and a half of them. Um, it was amazing. And I was like, Courtney, I said only if it was easy, but Courtney is love. And Courtney was like, I, I, I already gone down the road so far. <laughs> I couldn't quit. And so just, it just meant so much to me. And if I hadn't had donuts, it wouldn't have been a bad experience. But the height of that moment was just amazing. So that was how I ended ended the day downstairs at the venue was eating donuts. And it was just amazing. So um, came back to the room and uh, did a little mini photo shoot with Courtney in my in my bikini. I didn't want to take it off because I know I'm never putting it back on again. I was going to do two more shows. That was my intent. I've paid all this money. I have all this stuff. I want to do two more shows. But this experience just felt complete. And um, and I'm done. Maybe not forever. I don't know. I can't say forever. But this experience was everything that I wanted. I walked out there and did everything I wanted to do. I was tall, proud, confident. I wasn't shy. I didn't play it small. I had my moment. I had eight moments on the stage and I felt really good. And I don't need to do it again. I don't need to do any of this stuff again if I don't want to. Um, I had my moment and it feels really good. And so I I didn't want to take the stuff off because it's like I'm never putting this on again. And I feel so pretty. But um took it off. I left the spray tan and the hair and the makeup on and my intention was to go find some food. I'm like, I'm going to put, I put leggings on, which was really hard to do again with the nails and then with the spray tan still on. But, um, Courtney went to, wanted to go to sleep. And so I thought I'm just going to walk out and find, I just want, I've had all these, these donuts. I need something of substance, like a burger or a sandwich or just something that isn't sugar. Well, unfortunately, all the restaurants around here stopped serving food at 10 o'clock, and it was right around 10 o'clock. So I couldn't find any real food. So I thought, well, I'll order something. Um, And I couldn't decide, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make some oatmeal with peanut butter. Um, I have missed oatmeal. I love oatmeal so much, and I've been, like, low-carb for the, you know, basically for the last couple of weeks, so I haven't had much oatmeal. And when I've gotten to eat carbs, I choose oatmeal. I love oatmeal so much. So I made um, a big bowl of oatmeal in the microwave in Amanda's room. By the way, we there's no microwave here. And so Amanda went to Walmart on Friday and bought a microwave. So we would have a microwave to heat our food up. She's like the hero of the world. And so went into her room and uh, made some some oatmeal with some peanut butter. And it was delicious. And um and then I was like, all right, I've got something a little bit more solid than donuts in my belly. So 
Um, also, First Form sponsored this event, and they had a big booth, and they were giving away First Form protein bars. If you haven't had a protein bar from First Form, oh my goodness, they're they're better than a candy bar. They're really, really good. Um, I don't buy them, and I don't keep them around because they're they're pretty highly caloric. They're a meal replacement bar. So I love them. I recommend them. They're really good, but they're a meal replacement bar. They're 270 calories, and I mean, they're the specs are are good, but essentially it's a meal and they don't fill me up for a meal. And so I love Built Bars because it's more like a snack. Built Bars are the ones that I eat. I like the ones that don't have nuts. They're 130 to 150 calories. So it's like a tide you over protein bar that isn't a whole meal. It doesn't burn a whole meal of your, of your specs. But the first form protein bars, they're a meal and they're a meal replacement bar and they are delicious. I mean, they're really good. And so, and they're expensive. They're not cheap. They're worth it. I'm not, I'm not, I love first form. If you ask me what protein to use, I will always tell you first form. It's tastes the best. They're level one meal replacement shake. It's the best. And I make protein pancakes out of them. I make the most amazing protein shakes, um, mug cakes, love their products, um, love the bars. I just know like with me, I have to be careful what I keep around because I am binge eater. And so if it's there, I'll eat it and I'll count it as my macros, but I'll be super sad that I ate so much in one sitting. But anyway, they were giving away bars to just like as many, not as many as you wanted, but like I passed that booth a bunch of times. And so (laughs) I have like eight and I'm so so, so excited that I have those bars. So I I thought I was done eating, but I'm like, you know what? I haven't had a first form bar, um, in a really long time. And so I had one before I went to bed and it was really good. Um, there was also a company here, um, that was selling protein or giving away samples of protein popcorn. So it's popcorn covered in chocolate and the chocolate is basically protein shake type chocolate. And it's so good. And it's the specs on it is really good and delicious. So, um, all day long I was eating in between going on stage. I was eating protein popcorn, rice cakes, <laughs> and it was it was really good. But so a first form protein bar was the last thing I ate on my big day and uh, conked out. So um, so that was it. Now it's uh, Sunday. We're going to go to brunch and I'm going to get on an airplane and go back to Miami. And uh, I'm really excited about that. I love to travel a little bit. I like to leave and I like to go, but man, do I love going home. Going home is my favorite. Walking into my place after I've been gone is always one of my favorite moments in my life. I just, I love, love, love the feeling of going home. So I'm excited I get to do that later, but I'm excited that I get to have brunch um, before. I am going to have, today I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And, um, And then tomorrow it's right back on sensible, healthy, clean eating because that's how I feel best. And um, I'm really excited to get to the gym now that I'm well also and uh, just get back to to the routine. And I have to try to decide what's next. What's the next hard thing I'm going to do? I don't know. I, I'll i think of something. I love, love, love to have a challenge in front of me, the a nice long-term challenge. So we'll see what it ends up being. In the meantime, I have a lot of work to do building my businesses and um, getting you know a lot of those things going, but this has been um, just a wonderful experience, and if I had to sum it up um, really briefly, I would just say um, I earned my moment, and then I soaked in my moment, and I owned my moment, and therefore I won everything that I could possibly win. For myself. I made myself proud and that feels really good. So I hope that each and every one of you will think of something to do to go after that will make you proud. It doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be superficial. Um, some people think this is superficial. Um, it doesn't have to be with your body. It doesn't have to be fitness related. But something that you strive for, that you know you want, um, go get it. Go do it. Bring that prize, whatever it is, home to your heart and soul. It's so worth it. We get one life. 
one shot at this thing called life. Go get everything that you want. Think of it and then do it. Time is going to pass anyway. So maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want a degree. Maybe you want to learn something you've never done before. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you want to build something. Maybe you do want to do a fitness competition. Maybe you want to get in shape. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to I don't know. The sky's the limit. Maybe you want to go skydiving. Maybe you want to teach a class. Maybe you want to run a triathlon. I don't know. Think of something that your soul craves and go get it. Bring it home to yourself. For you. For you. All these things, are you do them for you. If you're doing them for any other reason, it's empty. I'm so glad that I didn't do this to validate myself in the eyes of anyone else. It does not matter if anyone thinks that I look good in a bikini or that my body looks good or that I've done anything worth it. It doesn't matter. I did it for me. So go get something for you and bring it home. That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great. But sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen, at DestinationBegin.com.